0: It's the Hoffman Show on a Tuesday here on the Team 980. Always live as well on the free Odyssey app. And what a day it is. You know, we ended the show yesterday saying we could be on Coach Watch. We could be on Commanders Hire Someone because today was the day that they were going to interview Dan Quinn in the morning and then ultimately fly to Detroit to interview Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn. Once those interviews were completed... Theoretically, they could have a, have a have a have their way and say, "Hey, uh, let's let's get this done." And I, th- I think the overwhelming thought was that they would show up with a contract in hand for Ben Johnson to sign, and uh, there would be some maybe quick negotiations, uh, justy justy on the numbers, print out the new contract, and uh, they could come back, and Ben Johnson could be on the plane with them. Welp, on the plane ride to Detroit today. Ben Johnson told the commanders that he's not interested in their job or any other. He's staying right where he is. And so the commanders right now, presumably, are interviewing Aaron Glenn. And then who knows what the hell is going to happen. And that is essentially going to be our show today. Reaction to that and what happens next. We will take... Loads of calls at 301-230-0980. That, of course, is the Ace Law listener line. 301-230-0980. The checkiest of Vibe Check Tuesdays is upon us. Um, Here's what I will say off of the top. This is tremendously surprising. This feels really bad, but it's not as bad as you think it is. Now, I say that as someone who had Ben Johnson as the clear favorite for this job. Ben Johnson is a tremendous offensive mind. He is very well respected by his unit. And those things are what you look for, are two of the the key things you look for. Do you have mastery of the craft? Like, can you really coach? And it's, it's not just a clear philo- philosophical um, something. It's like, can you communicate it? Can you teach it? And certainly... Uh, Ben Johnson has done that in Detroit. The, what, what he has done with Jared Goff, with that offense, is, and along with Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes, their GM, they have taken uh, a, a group of pretty good football players and turned them into a juggernaut offensively basically the last two years. His record is incredible. And the way he goes about it is a way that when you evaluate the process, you go, that guy gets it. He gets how this game is played in 2024 that is the kind of person I want leading my organization and while today there have been some reports that have come out that perhaps he is a little bit socially awkward or has had to work on his people skills he is very well respected in that building and I think it's a part because he is very self-aware that at times he maybe isn't the best and he's willing to maybe he's you know crossed people the wrong way and he's gone back and apologized and he's understands how to manage relationships and he is very well-connected, and I think the confidence was high that he could build a good staff, not only surround himself offensively with the the buttressing he needs to continue to be a, a play caller like Kyle and Sean and Kevin and Mike and Andy Reid and and the other successful coaches that do the dual role of play calling and coaching, um, but that he could also put together a great defense because he was so well-respected in Detroit and in Miami where he was before that and all of that. But – at the end of the day, you have to wonder if he got into these rooms for the or got on the Zooms for the interviews in this particular case because he didn't actually follow through with the in-person interview, um, that if he uh, got on these Zooms or got into these interviews and maybe even feared getting into these interviews because those people's skills just aren't there yet. And whether that's a self-awareness or a fear or a cowardice, if you want to be meaner uh, slash maybe even more correct about it. Maybe he he did get scared. He's not coming. And that is disappointing because I think the difference between Johnson and McDonald and Quinn and a lot of these other guys outside of Slowick, obviously, in this particular case is the offensive head coach takes one of the questions you have to answer off the board. Of course, you have to answer the inverse. Who's your defensive coordinator going to be But the likelihood that you can build a long-term relationship with a coach and a quarterback uh, is just higher. When you hire an offensive head coach, it is a separating factor. But with that said, it's not the only factor and it is far from the most important factor. And, I think that that is why I say this is this sucks because let's be very real coming out of the season he was the favorite. Now, you know, obviously the team is trying to get out the message and you know maybe this is accurate too that they understood all along that that there was a chance this would happen and that he wasn't the favorite. Um maybe he was their favorite coming out of the season if it's like, "Hey, who do you think it's going to be?" It's probably Ben, but we'll see. And the we'll see side won out. Because there's also a chance that he kind of knew that these interviews weren't going to go well. Maybe he heard McDonald crush his interview yesterday, and that it was a, a good a good chance. Maybe he genuinely just does want to stay in Detroit, and he's he's comfortable there. And you know, he if this is the case, shoot, it's admirable. You know, because this dude could make $10 million a year as a head coach. And let's say he's even making $2 million as a coordinator, which would be a very good coordinator salary, um, you know, three, four, whatever. It, shoot, say he's making $5 million as a coordinator. If he could make $5 million more a year, the last two years when he's turned down head coaching's jobs, he's already cost himself $10 million. And I think it's way more than that. Maybe it's not about the money. But at the end of the day, like, this is a guy that was the favorite for a reason and thus it feels bad, but it's not a disaster. I have said consistently since this process started that the candidate pools, both on the GM and the coaching side, were tremendously deep. I genuinely think that there are excellent candidates that were available to them to hire as general manager. They got the best one in Adam Peters, um, but Ian Cunningham, the, the other finalist from the Bears, Fantastic, um, Joe Horowitz, who just went to the Chargers from the Ravens. Had they gone that direction, that would have been a great one. Um, there, there are many others who have gotten GM jobs that I think are very good or varying levels of good at the very least, but some who are, I think are excellent. And I think that Washington got the best of the best in Peters. And I think when it comes to the head coaching side, the same is true. I genuinely thought that Raheem Morris was an awesome head coaching candidate. I'm really happy he got the job. To me, that is the biggest miss here is the timing of it, because would they have gone more aggressively after Raheem Morris if they knew Johnson wasn't an opportunity and that they were willing to wait uh, for Johnson and McDonald and Weaver and Glenn? But Raheem takes the job in Atlanta. Okay, fine. I know this is the most unpopular opinion in town right now, but Dan Quinn's a good candidate. Dan Quinn is an excellent football coach. He knows how to reach players. He will get the most out of them. What he has done in Dallas with that defense is sick, and I think he could do similar things. And you know, I, we'll have to go back and and Anthony, I'm going to put you on this assignment now, and at some point during the show, we'll we'll use your homework here. I guess it's not your homework because it's your it's your schoolwork. Because we're at school, so to speak. But um, a couple weeks ago on Take Command, we talked about Dan Quinn and Logan kind of laid out the case of why he loved playing for Dan Quinn. I would like to find that audio. Because coming out of that interview, I was like, shoot, go hire Dan Quinn. Hearing Logan talk about his former head coach in Atlanta and the exploration mentally that Quinn went on afterwards to be like, Hey, there's stuff that I got to do better. Um, next time I'm a head coach. I think Dan Quinn's an awesome candidate. I think McDonald's my favorite right now. I like the young head coach. I like the innovative guy. I like bringing that Baltimore Ness to Washington with what they've built with the Ravens, but there are great head coaches. And I like Anthony Weaver's the assistant head coach in Baltimore. I'm intrigued by him. I'm intrigued I would say less so by Aaron Glenn, but I'm not not intrigued by Aaron Glenn. He's a dynamic personality. So at the end of the day, Washington is not screwed. Is the favorite and the the, the path of least resistance off the board? Yes. Um, One other name, Bobby Sloak, has been mentioned. Um, I will say I did a YouTube live stream earlier with Michael Phillips. Michael seems to think Sloak is off the board. Based off of his reporting. So take that for what it's worth. Um, I trust Michael a lot, but, to, you know, Slovak is still technically on the table. Um, is is Does that mean that these defensive guys are going to have to answer questions? Yes. Does it mean that you get to go two for two on the biggest, sexiest hires and go, nana nana boo, boo, we won the offseason to all your friends who, uh, when, when it's like, yeah, we got the number one head coach in Ben Johnson uh, and the number one GM in Adam Peters. Yeah, we don't get to do that. But they're not screwed. And frankly, long-term, I don't know that Adam Peters isn't the more important hire. And his ability to suss out this hire makes that fact true. So we'll see what happens. Shoot, we could have a coach tonight. Could have a coach by the time we get off the air. I think more likely tomorrow, Thursday. But we'll see. Um, But it's not going to be Ben Johnson. And in a way, that really sucks. But also, in a way, it's not the end of the world. Um, and we'll see, we'll see what Adam Peters and, and Josh Harris ultimately do. Uh, we'll talk about it and get your takes next. 301-230-0980. It's the Ace Law listener line. 301-230-0980, The Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980, streaming live on YouTube, and, of course, always live on the free Odyssey app.